there is going to be much to discuss tonight, much to discuss. So please filter in, filter in. As I get ready to go, you know what? I'm going to turn this thing back on. You'll have to excuse the noise, ladies and gentlemen, but it is hot up here and hot in here because it is summer. And this so-called rain business hasn't been doing much of raining. It's, it's not raining at all. It rained for a stint today, and that didn't last very long. So, needless to say, I gotta keep the AC on. So if you hear that in the background, you're gonna have to forgive me. But in any case, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. As I mentioned before, there's a lot to discuss. Um, as you saw the title of this uh, episode of the podcast, um, I'm gonna be talking about the DC 10-year plan that one of our discoveries is possibly gonna be putting out. So. This should be interesting. Before I get into that, of course, as always, please be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Whether you are watching me on Facebook, Facebook Watch, YouTube, Twitch, or whether you're going to be listening to this on podcast streaming services, uh, please be sure to support the endeavor to support the podcast endeavor. I really do enjoy doing this, so I would like to keep this thing going. Um, I've been dropping interviews for the past couple of for the past two weeks or so, so I hope you guys have been enjoying those. I will be doing some more interviews as the weeks go on. Uh, I just want to take a break and discuss this matter because it's been very interesting. I've been trying to follow it as the weeks go on, but um, it's been kind of hard considering my busy schedule during the week. So I wanted to actually just sit down, go through this thing, um. As I talk about this, I'm going to be discussing, you know, what's been said. I'm going to talk about where do I think, what do I think is going to happen, or where I think the DC films universe should go. Uh, but before I get into that, um, I just want to give a couple of quick reviews. Um, it's been a last, it's been a while since I did a um, um, weekly wrap up. So I wanted to talk about, you know, some of the things that I've been watching over the past couple of weeks. I did finish um, season three of The Boys. I don't know if I give a formal overview on that, but I highly enjoyed season three of The Boys. It might have been one of his best seasons so far. Um, I love the season finale that finally saw Homelander and Soldier Boy finally duke it out. Um, Soldier, um, um, Homelander has actually found his son, so he's reconnected with him. The boys have essentially reunited, um, Butcher realizing that he really can't put um, Huey through what he think, thought he was doing to his younger brother. So everyone coming together, um, we finally see, I guess, some of the pinnacle of Starlight's powers. Kimiko is back in form, and she seems to have embraced her violent side, using it as a weapon finally to defend her family. Um, Mother's Milk has finally rekindled his relationship with his young daughter, helping her to understand that there are heroes in her family as well. And the series ends on a bit of a dire cliffhanger with the public officially accepting Homelander and everything he does, and also accepting his son as he introduced his superpowered son into the world. So needless to say, I'm not only am not only am I looking forward to season four of The Boys, but I'm also looking to the spin-off series, which is called I'm forgetting the name of the series that um is supposed to be coming, which is a spinoff of The Boys. Let me just look that up real quick. Yeah, 
Yes, I believe it's called Gen. Yes, it's called Gen V. I believe it. Many people have said that it's supposed to be a cross between like. Damn, now I gotta look it up again. Sorry about that. It's described as part college show, part hugging games, and a project with all the heart, satire, and raunch of the boys. So, new say, I'm going to be looking very much forward to the boys and the boys season four, as well as the spinoff Gen V. Um, if you enjoyed the boys, let me know what you thought. I know a lot of you have already been past that point, so um, hopefully you guys enjoyed um, season three as much as I have. Moving right along, just trying to think of a couple of things that I've watched over the um, past couple of weeks. I caught Prey last night on Hulu Prey, which is, of course, the prequel to the entire Predator franchise. I actually found it to be very, very entertaining. This, of course, takes place during the time when the Native Americans were alive. Um, the, um, the, an, a Predator who had a very gnarly design, by the way. This Predator had a very gnarly design. Uh, travel to Earth, so it's pretty much the story of the first predator that has come to Earth to hunt. So we meet a uh, Kamachi um, um, native by the name of um, Naru, who is trying hardest to be a hunter for the tribe because she's, but she is a woman. So of course traditions, you know, kind of down upon that. So a lot of great action, a lot of good um storytelling there is a version of hunt there is a version of prey that is strictly spoken in the kamashi um, um language i do plan on watching that possibly later on in the week just to see how different it is from how it is in the english version needless to say i enjoyed prey um it definitely brought me back to the first predator um, I know a lot of people are, are kind of up and down with the Predator franchise. Most people, you know, praise the first one. I mean, rightfully so. It's the first one that started it all. Predator 2 kind of took a different turn as it was in the city. Um, I believe Los Angeles, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. I did enjoy Predator 2, but I'd say I probably watched Predator 1 more than I watched Predator 2. Right after that, you know, we started getting into Alien vs. Predator. I know a lot of people have the issue with Alien vs. Predator. I enjoyed the first Alien vs. Predator. Requiem was trash. It was absolute trash. Alien vs. Predator Requiem was complete garbage, and I was so disappointed in that. Um, I believe right after that we got Predators, which is supposed to be like a direct sequel to Terminator. I mean, to Predator um one. Uh, they kind of try to do a Terminator thing, and they try to create a sequel directly related to the first Predator Predator movie. I actually enjoyed Predators also. I know a lot of people didn't, but I actually rather enjoyed Predators. I like the idea that now we're on a planet that is pretty much a game reserve for the Predators. So they're picking and selecting various individuals who are deemed to be extremely dangerous, and they're hunting them. I actually really enjoyed that angle. I really did. Uh, right after that, we had The Predator, which... I saw what they were trying to do. I really saw what they were trying to do with it, but it, it just didn't work. Like, so many different things, so many ideas being thrown out the wall. It just didn't work the way it was supposed to work. And then, of course, we have Prey, which is the latest installment into the Predator, Predator franchise, which is pretty much a prequel. I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people on my friends on Facebook have enjoyed it also. So, needless to say, definitely go check out Prey if you haven't checked it out already. I think you will enjoy it. 
Anyone who says it's trash is pretty much just being a hater at this point, and there's plenty enough of that to go around in this today's world. So let's just keep that from moving. Um, let me know what you guys thought about Prey. Um, I haven't yet to watch any other reviewers. I haven't watched um, I haven't watched um, you know, Jeremy Johnson's review or Chris Duxman's review, even though they are in my timeline. I just haven't had the chance. To get to watch them so i'm gonna try to watch them as much i'm um, probably after this stream i'll go check out the review and what they thought of prey so i'll get the words from there but you know let me know in the comments and let me know what you thought about um prey if you actually did see it uh dara taylor what is going on uh thanks for tuning in um i think aside from that that's pretty much it um i don't think i've really caught anything else from that standpoint um so needless to say um that's pretty much it um before i get into the main subject i will be right back um just give me one second ginger Greyhead just wanted to take a break from my stream to let you know that anchor and spotify are not the only places where you can listen to my podcast you can hit the rss button and you can listen to my podcast anytime you want i'm also on breaker Radio Cast, Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, any local podcast streaming service that you got, I'm more than likely on there. So definitely give my channel a subscribe. And remember, you can find me on YouTube, you can find me on Twitch, you can watch me on Facebook Watch. And of course, if you subscribe to the channel or any other platform for that matter, I'll be sure to give you a shout out. If you want to be a guest on the show, let me know and I'll see what I can do. Anyway, back to the program. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. So, you've read the title of this podcast, so you know exactly what I'm getting ready to talk about. Before I get into this article that I have up here on my screen, let me just say this. It is no secret that the DC Extended Universe has been, for lack of a better word, a shit show. What started out with Man of Steel, which came out in 2013 which was followed by Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, which came out in 2016. And I believe the following year, we got Joss Whedon's Justice League, which, which and, and I've gone on record saying this before, that like I wasn't as excited for the Justice League movie as I should have been. Like, a person who is a, like, literal a devout DC fan, like, that's pretty, that's who I grew up on. I grew up on DC, you know, I watched the original Christopher Reeve Superman movies. You know, Batman 1989. I've watched many of the cartoons. Batman the Animated Series was a staple of my childhood. You know, jumping from that to Superman the Animated Series to Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. I think I've seen a majority of the DC animated movies that were out during around the late 90s, early 2000s. I've seen almost every other Superman movie, Batman movie, I've even watched some of the not-so-good ones, I've seen Supergirl, the Supergirl movie, uh, with Helen Slater, I've watched a couple other things, um, I mean, needless to say, I was always more of a DC fan than I was a Marvel fan, now, I knew a fair amount about Marvel, I mean, as far as it went, it was Spider-Man and the X-Men, that's as far as it went for me, because those were the cartoons that were literally always on. I mean, save for the Fantastic Four cartoon and the Iron Man cartoon that we got in the um, mid to late 90s. 
it was usually the X-Men and Spider-Man. And aside from Blade, um, it's always been like the X-Men that have been, kind of been at the forefront. You know, the, the MCU definitely put a lot of the other characters in plain view of for everyone to see. And despite how people are feeling about Phase 4, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been gangbusters. It's been working like gangbusters. So, a lot of us has just been wondering, how come DC can't, can't you know, almost run side by side with the MCU? And I guess that's kind of pretty much what's going to be course corrected right now in terms of David Zaslav, who's taken over as CEO and president of Warner Brothers Discovery. As you remember, a few months ago, Warner Brothers was bought by Discovery. I mean, originally Warner Brothers was bought out by AT&T, but that didn't last very long. It last like all of like two or three years for the most part. So Discovery came in and bought Warner Brothers. So now Warner Brothers and Discovery have merged to become Warner Brothers Discovery. I'm uh, just going to jump right into the article right here that I have in front of me. Um, what is this comes from Screen Rant, of course. This comes from Screen Rant. So, you know, it says, what is DC's 10-year movie plan? Confirmed films and predictions. As I mentioned before, David Zaslav, president and CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, has promised a 10-year plan for the DCEU. But what does that really involve? Going further, the future of the DCEU is once again in limbo, with David Zaslav, president and CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, promising the studio is pivoting to a 10-year plan. But what that entails is unclear. Envisioned as a rival to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the DCEU has struggled since its inception. That just... That's... And that's the like the understatement of the decade. It's been subject to numerous course corrections and conflict between directors and the studio has damaged many films in the eyes of critics and viewers alike. The DCEU appears to be going appears to be going the DCEU appears to be undergoing another reboot. And is already off to a controversial start after the abrupt and disappointing cancellation of Batgirl. Now, before I continue with this article, I will say this. I thought it was a pretty bold swerve for them to cancel Batgirl. We all know that at this point, Batgirl was essentially done. It was done filming. I believe it was in post-production. They were just tidying some things up. And it was set to release later on this year. If I'm not mistaken, it was either set to release later on this year or early next year. When I heard, like many of you, when I heard that David Zaslav essentially put Batgirl on the back burner, I was just like, that's that's a pretty bold move to make. You know, if the film is already done, then what's the harm in releasing it? And as we all know, Batgirl was set to be an HBO Max only release. It wasn't scheduled to come out in movie theaters. I believe in the beginning it was supposed to, but then they changed their mind. I guess they felt like Batgirl wasn't really at a point where it's like a theatrical release would make the most sense considering what's going on with the other main characters of the DC Cinematic Universe. But I, 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 even still now, I still think it's a good idea to just release the movie. You know, release it on HBO Max, you know, once it's officially done, and then people can make their decision from there as to whether or not they like the movie or not. But I digress from my point. Continuing back forward, 
According to Variety, the film was neither big enough to feel worthy of a major theatrical release nor small enough to make economic sense in an increasingly cutthroat streaming landscape. In the aftermath of this announcement, Warner Brothers Discovery President David Zaslav er used an earnings call to explain the studio's new strategy. He promised DC would begin to take notes from Marvel Studios, with a 10-year plan coming into play. Naturally, this news has left views... This news has left views intensely curious and concerned about the DCEU's future. This isn't the first time bosses at Warner Brothers have claimed to be playing the long game, and none of the previous attempts have paid off. Still, here's what can be deduced about the 10-year plan as it stands. Although Batgirl has been officially cancelled, the rest of the DC slate is a, appears to stand. That means that the much-anticipated Black Adam star and Dwayne Rock Johnson as the Ultimate DCEU anti-hero is premiering in October. And there's some speculation he'll then be positioned as the franchise's answer to Thanos going forward. That's an interesting move. I that's that's a pretty bold move to pretty much make Black Adam the potential Thanos for the DCEU. Um I'll talk about that in a little bit. This will be followed by Shazam 2. Sajan Fury of the Gods featuring the return of Zachary Levi and Asher Angle's mystical warrior, mystical warrior, mystical superhero in a film that feels unlikely to have been greenlit by Zanlev, but at least has has it been canceled. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will come out next year, and no doubt it's seen as one of the most important releases on the slate, given the first film grossed over 1.1 billion dollars worldwide. The Flash which many thought was probably going to be canceled, is still expected to release next year, with many expecting it to serve as a literal reboot due to a Flashpoint-inspired storyline. I'm going to talk about more of that in a little bit also. Possibly meaning reshoots could be necessary to bring it, bring it into line with the new approach. Finally, there has been no bad news for about Blue Beetle, and I hope to God it stays that way. I really need Blue Beetle to come out because it definitely gives you know it definitely takes us a step forward in the inclusion of people of color in main superhero roles and blue Pe blue beetle is definitely one of them although black girls cancellation has left audience concern hopefully those fears will prove to be unfounded as, as i mentioned as it says before release days will, will may well change as things stands to confirm dce movies are black adam which is supposed to be coming out october 21st of this year Shazam! Fury of the Gods is supposed to be coming out December 21st of this year. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will be coming out March 17th of 2023, followed immediately by The Flash in June 23rd, 2023, Blue Beetle, which is set to, be, which is set to premiere August 18th, 2023, as well as the newly announced sequel to Joker, Joker Folly Adieu, which is coming out October 4th, 2024. As many of you guys have heard that um, David Sadler has mentioned, especially in the um, investors call, that he wants to really focus on the big three, mainly Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. The DCEU plan mostly seems to be focused on the four biggest brands, DC brands, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman, the Trinity Presta Trident. These were the ones specifically named dropped by Zaslav during the earnings call. And their logos were in place of pride, in place of pride on some of their slides that he presented. Ironically, 
This approach to the upcoming DC movie slate is the exact opposite of the Marvel strategy because the Marvel that could because the MCU was built at a time when Marvel lacked their biggest brands. Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America, where the big names are now, were big names now, but they weren't really back then. And yes, I can tell you right now, aside from the um, Iron Man cartoon, I didn't really care much for Iron Man or Captain America, you know, or even Thor, especially Thor. You know, the MCU really brought characters that were not the X-Men to the forefront of cinema. DC Films' last approach involved the multiverse model, with multiple versions of Batman, Ben Affleck's in the main DCEU, Michael Keaton returning in The Flash as the Batman of another universe, and of course Robert Pattinson as the star of his own transmedia franchise set in a separate timeline. It remains to be seen whether Zaslav will continue that approach. Certainly the cancellation of Batgirl is bad for Keaton's return, because he had shot scenes for that film. It's even possible Batman will be offended at the treatment of his Batgirl colleagues and refuse to come back in the first place. I did think about that. I did think, like, this might be a real big slap in the face of Michael Keaton, who set the precedent for how cinematic Batmans are supposed to be portrayed. And I know many of us were looking forward to him in the Batgirl movie, as well as in, you know, the Flash movie coming forward. But I do have some theories on that, which I will get to later. Plans to build a transmedia universe off the back of the Batman are uncertain because it's difficult to see how they fit with the new DCEU approach. Though a Penguin spin-off show is still officially happening for now. Well, that's good to know. The Batman performed well at the box office, grossing over $770 million worldwide. Contrary to popular belief, a superhero film doesn't have to break $1 billion to be considered a success. And I want people to understand that. It doesn't have to make a billion dollars in order for it to be successful. This means the Batman 2 could potentially still happen, hopefully remaining separate from the rest of the DCEU so director Matt Reeves can continue his story. I would definitely like to see for that, like for that to continue. <laughs> Oddly enough, this change in approach likely means fans of the Snyderverse will get some of the films they've been calling for. Man of Steel 2 is sure to be a corporate priority, bringing Henry Cavill's Superman back to the DCEU. Patty Jenkins is already working on a script for Wonder Woman 3, which is unlikely to be canceled, but may potentially be retooled a little if Warner Brothers Discovery has a different approach in mind. Assuming Lightning Strikes Twice and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is a success, Aquaman 3 will probably happen as well. The interesting question is whether there'll be more DCEU Batman films running alongside the Pattinson movies. It's now possible to see a way for Ben Affleck to return, although it remains to be seen whether that happens. There could possibly, there could potentially be a Joker 3 or a spinoff starring Lady, Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn. That means the more, most probable movies are Amanda Steel 2, Wonder Woman 3, Wonder Woman 3, which we kind of already knew, Aquaman 3, and the Joker 3 slash Harley Quinn spinoff. The new DCEU plans to be modeling itself on the MCU, which means it's surely only a matter of time before Warner Brothers Discovery commissions a Justice League 2. This won't be the Snyderverse, of course. The DCEU has changed direction far too many times since Zack Snyder left, and Warner Brothers execs still seem determined to pretend the Snyder Cut does not exist, which is probably the dumbest thing in the world. I've been, re I've been reading that for the past couple of days that the Warner Brothers execs seem to want not want to acknowledge Zack Snyder's Justice League, 
which is clearly the definitive version of the Justice League movie. We've all, everyone agrees on that. Anyone, everyone unanimously agrees that the Zack Snyder, the Snyder Cut is the definitive version of the Justice League. So I don't know why we decide to just ignore it. It will presumably preacher the Trinity plus the Trident. Ezra Miller's Flash probably won't return, given the actor has become far too controversial. I'm going to be talking about that a little bit later as well. The interesting question is whether there will be other heroes in the DCEU's Justice League. It is most likely the roster will grow through heroes introduced as supporting characters in the main franchises. The approach Marvel used with Black Widow, who made her debut in 2010's Iron Man 2, and Hawkeye, who first appeared in 2011's Thor. Zaslav has insisted the studio will take this take its time with DC movies, so there will be no hurry to get to Justice League 2. That's a smart call, because there's a sense in which the DCEU and the Justice League brand in particular is still struggling to move on from the Snyderverse. The earliest can, it can realistically be expected is 2026, but I wouldn't be a surprise to see Justice League 2 release even later. While James Gunn is not making The Suicide Squad 3, Warner Brothers Discovery still, still seem keen to keep him involved. Gunn swiftly calmed fans' nerves about Peacemaker Season 2. Oh, we already knew what Peacemaker Season 2 was coming. Insisting that it was safe even after the raft of cancellations announced by Warner Brothers Discovery over the last few days. And that probably indicates a concerted effort to not lose him. Understandably so, given Gunn's reputation for success in both Marvel and DC. Looking beyond James Gunn, it's difficult to say where other franchises fit in. Green Lantern and The Flash feel as though they, they'll be relegated to second-tier heroes rather than franchise leads. And as, DC's, and as DC films may not choose to bring back Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, doesn't exactly fit the current strategic direction after all. Ironically, as noted, this kind of approach would be the exact opposite of the MCU, where Ant-Man has become a household name and the Guardians of the Galaxy made an honest care about a walking tree and a talking raccoon. Zaslav may claim his DCEU is taking inspiration from Marvel, but in reality, it seems to be narrowing its focus rather than broadening it out. And that's kind of one of the fears I have as well. That is kind of one of the fears I have. Um, that that seems to be the end of the article for right now. So, you know, you, you get, we can look at that. And just a couple of things start coming to mind. As I mentioned before, the cancellation of Batgirl was a pretty, pretty bold and kind of a disturbing move. Um, I know it's been stated that reason why um, the Batgirl movie was essentially put on the shelf, not canceled because the movie is practically already done. The, but the reason why it has been put on the shelf is for two reasons. One they felt like it wasn't really all that great. We'll never know unless somehow scenes are leaked or something like that to YouTube or something like that. But we will never know how good the movie actually was dialogue-wise or action-wise because it's been shelved. And two, they can look at this. They're using this as a tax write-off because apparently, you know, over the past couple of years, money has been lost between, you know, after the merger of Warner Brothers and um, AT&T. That money has just been lost especially with considering you know the movie strategy that they had you know since the pandemic of releasing both movies in theaters and also simultaneously on hbo max 
which, in my honest opinion, wasn't such a bad idea. My thing is this, like, listen, if you feel safe enough to go to the movies, definitely go to the movies. You know, I can tell you right now, I watched Mortal Kombat, the Mortal, the new Mortal Kombat movie on... Th 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 these are literally the movies I watched on HBO, HBO Max. Mortal Kombat, Godzilla vs. Kong, Dune. Um, there might have been, like, a couple others that released simultaneously in the movie theaters and on HBO Max that I watched. And, of course, I watched the Snyder Cut of Justice League because that's where it premiered first, even though I do have it on my shelf, the Blu-ray. 4K Blu-ray on my shelf right now. I did watch it first on HBO Max. But, in the time of the pandemic, and let's be perfectly clear, guys, it's not over. The pandemic is still not over. You know, there's still remnants of COVID still hanging around, so people can still get it. You know, a lot of things have opened up since, you know, the distribution of vaccines and everything. But, that still doesn't mean that we're completely out of the woods just yet. So, and I understand why they're deciding to, like, dial back. You know, I believe the latest thing that I heard that Warner Brothers Discovery was going to be re-evaluating its um, home release um, policy. You know, the home release policy was that, like, it would release 45 days after its theatrical release. They're probably going to be pushing that back. But I definitely believe, like, the, the same-day release... Oh, I just thought of another one. The Matrix Resurrections, I watched that on HBO Max as well the day it premiered. That means they're going to be push, they're going to be eliminating the same day release going further. And I know that was a plan since the pandemic, but it looks like David Zaslav sees that as like a, a complete loss of revenue for the company. So I can understand why he's doing that. I really can. But. Along, along, because it should be noted that Batgirl, it wasn't the only movie that was canceled, um, by Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, the sequel to Scoob, Scoob 2 was also canceled, and the Wonder Twins movie, which, honestly, nobody asked for, that was canceled too, so I don't really give two dance about that. Um, not only that, but just looking at things on the CW, you know, we're getting one more season of The Flash, we're getting this final season of The Flash. All the other DC, um, CW properties have, all the other Arrowverse properties have already been canceled. You know, Black Lightning was canceled after three seasons. Um, Legends of Tomorrow was canceled after, I believe, seven seasons. Supergirl was canceled after six. Or at least it ended after six. Um, Arrow got out at the right time. It was over after eight seasons. Um, I'm trying to think what other CW shows are right now. Um, the only ones that are still standing tall right now are Superman and Lois, which is probably one of the best um, Arrowverse shows. Well, I can't even call it an Arrowverse show anymore because technically it doesn't exist in the Arrowverse. But it's best, one of the best um, DC CW shows on TV right now. Stargirl, which originally started out on the DC Universe app. It started out, people forget that before HBO Max, there was the DC Universe streaming service app. You know, that's where you had Titans. Swamp Thing, um, Doom Patrol, Stargirl. This is where a lot of these shows premiere. But once HBO Max became a thing, uh, all of those properties transferred over to there. That's why you can find them. So I will say the only way we can see a cancellation of of those properties, such as you know Titans and Doom Patrol, is that the ratings just start to go down. I don't really see them canceling those shows just because. 
I, I just don't see that happening. Even with the likes of Stargirl. Stargirl, which is another which is another good show, which started off on the DC Universe streaming service app, but also was aired simultaneously on the CW. I know it's right now it's just a CW program. But as far as it stands, excuse me. And I've said this before. I wouldn't be upset if Superman and Lois went straight to HBO Max. If they took it off the CW and went straight to HBO Max, I'd be okay with it. I have HBO Max, so it's not going to bother me. The same thing with Stargirl. If it just went straight to HBO Max, I'd be okay with it. There's a lot more things they can do with it on that streaming platform. And another thing that got canceled, which I am so glad they canceled, is that horrible iteration of a Gotham Knights show that they were going to premiere on the CW. Nobody asked for that. And considering the game is almost out, no one definitely asked for a CW version of Gotham Knights. Where, and I don't know why Warner Brothers has this thing about like not wanting to use Batman on TV. I mean, you got to figure. He Tyler Hecklin came in as Superman for Supergirl season two, even though Henry Cavill was still technically Superman for the DC Cinematic Universe. So we had two Supermans on screen. That wasn't a big deal. I mean, I love Batman as much as the next guy, but we gotta stop riding Batman's dick. We gotta, we really gotta stop doing that. You know. I even said in like, uh, like, like back when Smallville was on, I had said that I would be okay if we got one cameo. It, it didn't even have to be Batman, but if we got one cameo from Bruce Wayne on Smallville, I'd have been okay with that. I would have been all right. I would have been all right with that. But of course, we never got that in season ten. Excuse me. We got that in season eleven, which is a comic book series. So there's that. But you know, and then of course we got the name drop on Arrow, and then of course we have the um, Elseworlds crossover, which introduces to K King's Batwoman, and then of course um, we did have a, a physical portrayal of Bat uh, Bruce Wayne in season, I believe season two and season three of Batwoman as well. So you know. And of course, Batwoman was another series that was canceled. You know, there on uh, the way the third season ended, left off on a cliffhanger, making us think that maybe the CW was going to save the series. But you know, we found out like maybe like a week later that the series was indeed canceled after three seasons. So that was done with. But just moving forward, you know, with on this DC ten-year plan. Now I have. Did it, I have done a series of videos how I would have outlined the DC Cinematic Universe. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, you can find them right here somewhere. I will have them posted up right here in this corner. If you're watching somewhere else, you know, whether you're watching it on Facebook, you can definitely find it in the playlist somewhere. And if you're listening, uh, I'll probably share those with you. Or if you want to just go to my YouTube channel, you can find them there as well. But I have already laid out of uh like a of, like a MCU type of phase for the DC cinematic universe because I really feel that like it could have did the same thing. Now, does it have to be a carbon copy of the MCU um slate, you know, presentation? No, no, it does not. I don't believe it has to be. But a lot of us have been saying for years they can easily just at least adopt some of the ideas from the MCU. You know, the MCU kind of had to, excuse me, 
the MCU had to introduce us to these characters in Iron Man, the Hulk, Captain America, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Thor. They had to introduce those characters first because unless you are a comic book reader of them of Marvel, you only knew these characters kind of in passing. Whether it's from the cartoons or the video games, you only knew the characters in passing. They're not like characters like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Aquaman, Green Arrow, they're, Green Lantern. They're not like characters who are like well-established and have had years of exposure on TV and movies in one form or fashion. How many DC cartoons have there been? You know, and we're talking all the way back to like the days of the Super Friends. You know, all the way up until like now, which is the new generation of animated DC movies. The DC Animated Universe did wonders for the DC brand by introducing us to a plethora of characters. Not just the main Justice League, but a plethora of different characters. So, DC has already had that upper hand on Marvel as far as recognition. You know... The Superman symbol is probably one of the most recognized sim one of the most recognized images all over the world. Everyone knows what the Superman symbol looks like. Everyone does. Everyone knows what the Batman symbol looks like. Everyone knows what it looks like. So to say that they didn't have an upper hand, and I guess this is kind of why they just figured they could just bank on people's knowledge of these characters, which is why they were they went from Man of Steel to Batman v Superman to Justice League. I can understand why they did that, but I do feel like there was a there was a better way for them to do this. There was a much easier way for them to really roll these films out. Again, say what you want, but I still enjoy Man of Steel. I think it's one of the best Superman movies ever made, and I think Henry Cavill does a fantastic job as Superman. And you know, just recently. I saw a post on Facebook from DC Films saying that they are looking to hopefully get Henry Cavill back. Young Justice, you're absolutely right, Daryl. Young Justice is, is again a favorite of is a favorite of mine. That's a that show was a good way of introducing. Aside from Teen Titans, Young Justice was a good way of introducing a lot of the other young sidekicks to the main DC superheroes. You know, we had. Dick Grayson Robin, Tim Drake Robin, you know, Dick Grayson Nightwing, you know, Connor Kent, you know, Miss Martian, you know, even some of the milestone characters in Static, um, Bumblebee, Rocket, Icon, you know, the DC, uh, I, I can honestly say that the DC animated universe has, has very few misses, very few misses, they usually always tend to hit. The DC animated universe usually tends to always hit. There might have been a couple of duds, the killing joke. But oftentimes they are always usually definite hits. So, you know, going forward, you know, we are again, let's let's just review. We already understood that. Black Adam, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, the Flash movie, and uh, Joker, Folly Adu are all are what are the main movies that we know that are slated to come out. And of course we pretty much have figured that a Batman 2 with Robert Pattinson is probably in the works. Even I mean now if we can take some time let's look at the flash. You know, 
I was watching the John Campion um, podcast the other day, uh, or the John Campion show. I was watching it the other day, and he was talking about the same thing. He was talking about the DC 10-year plan. There are a lot of flaws in it. Don't get me wrong. And I can't, uh, and I shouldn't really say that only because we don't really know what the 10-year plan is. All that we know for is that there is a 10-year plan. We just don't know what it is and how they plan to roll these things out. I've said before, whether in a couple videos or a couple of podcasts, I have said before that I wouldn't be surprised if the Flash movie ends up being some form of a DC reboot for the movies. I've said that. And I'm still holding to that. I would not be surprised if the Flash movie acts as some kind of um, reboot for the entire DC Cinematic Universe. Considering what's been going on with Ezra Miller as of late and his extremely, extremely erratic and dangerous behavior. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if the Flash gets a change, gets a name change. Right now, it's just called The Flash. And we knew early on that The Flash was going to be taking elements from the Flashpoint storyline. For those of you guys who don't know, The Flashpoint storyline is a storyline within the DC Comics that happened prior to the New 52. It's an event where The Flash travels back in time to stop the Reverse Flash from killing his mother. And by doing so, he causes a chain of events that ultimately end up lead to the destruction of that said timeline. In that universe, Bruce Wayne dies instead of Bruce Wayne's parents, which leads to Thomas Wayne becoming the Batman who uses guns, and Martha Wayne becoming the Joker. Cyborg becomes like the new hero to the public, aside from Superman. Superman, instead of landing in Kansas, lands in Metropolis and is taken in by the government and experimented on. Um, there's a war between the Atlanteans and the Amazons, you know. Um, Wonder Woman is leading an army against, you know, Arthur. Um, just, a, just, just, there's so many different things that have happened in the Flashpoint, you know, universe. But ultimately, the Flash decides to change things back, and that gives, and that gave birth to the New 52. It was the very last crisis event that before the New 52. I had said before, I would not be surprised. If the Flash movie ends up being just that, ends up being a way for Warner Brothers to like kind of reset and reboot the DC Cinematic Universe. And as I've said, I wouldn't be surprised if the title of the Flash movie gets an actual name change before it's released. I know many people are wondering, how come Batgirl is canceled but the Flash movie isn't? You gotta look at, you gotta look at two different things. Batgirl was slated for HBO Max release. It was slated for it was slated for home release. The Flash movie is still slated for theater release, and you got to think about all the players in that movie. Ezra Miller aside, you got Shasha Kaye, who is that universe's version of Supergirl. Michael Keaton, of course, returns as '89 Batman. Ben Affleck is, of course, in the movie as the DCEU Batman, of course. Um, as far as I'm, as far as I know, those are pretty much the only confirmed characters that we're looking forward to, that we're look, that we're going to be seeing in the movie. 
someone on John Campion's panel even brought up a good point that when this movie does come out, in fact, even John Campion he said it himself, when the movie does release, don't be surprised if there's not like a big premiere for it. You know, because the biggest question everybody's been having on their minds is, is David Zaslav going to address the situation with Ezra Miller? Because so far, no one has addressed it yet. Not the people who were in charge before and not the people who were in charge now. No one has addressed the situation with Ezra Miller. So that's what what's, what's on everybody's minds right now. More so than the Flash movie is, are we going to address the um, Ezra Miller situation? And I will agree with John Campion in saying this. I've We've pretty much assumed that Ezra Miller is done. Like, he's been... Uh, like, they haven't said it yet, but it's, I think it's, it's I don't want to say it's guaranteed, but I promise you, Ezra Miller has been fired by DC. He's been fired by Warner Brothers already. I guarantee you he's already been fired. Just from the growing accusations that's been going on, and his, and the fact that no one has been able to get in contact with him. I, I, I will 100% promise you, excuse me, Ezra Miller is fired. They're just not saying it now for promotional sake and the movie's sake. It's the same way when Ben Affleck left the role of Batman. You know, he showed up to Comic-Con that one year talking about it, but, you know, he was kind of dodging the question on whether or not he'll return. But we all knew. We all knew that Ben Affleck was done as Batman. We knew it right after, I believe it was after, what was it? I think it was, it was probably either after Batman v Superman or it was after Justice League. We just knew that Ben Affleck was done. We knew he was done as Batman. We knew he was going to be back. You know, save for the Flash movie. And even now, you know, reports are going on that he's even back for Aquaman 2 in a couple of scenes. So, but we knew. And it's the same thing with Ezra Miller. We, I, I promise you, I promise you, Ezra Miller is no longer employed by WB. I guarantee you he's not employed by Warner Brothers anymore. They are just not saying it now for the sake of the movie. I think once the movie is released, they will make an official announcement that Ezra Miller, um, they have severed ties with Ezra Miller, and they wish him all the luck in his future endeavors. They are going to future endeavor him. That's what's going to happen. So, and I say all that to say, that because this movie brought elements from the Flashpoint story, do not be surprised if the Flash movie acts as a Kickstarter to a reboot of the DC Cinematic Universe. I would even go as far as to say, don't, don't be surprised that maybe at the end of the movie, we get a new Flash. Like, I I, I, I just, I, I just and, and I know people have been talking about recasting Ezra Miller or just recasting the Cinematic universe, cinematic universe version of the Flash. Don't be surprised if we get a new Flash. Um, I'm not. I don't remember if the Flash is busy with reshoots right now. I'm not quite sure if you guys can fill me in in the comments. But don't be surprised if maybe. Excuse me. Maybe not even the final scene of the movie. Don't be surprised if we get a post-credit scene of. Maybe a new Flash, and it's it's and it's kind of sad to think about considering that Ezra Miller made a cameo 
during the Crisis on Infinite in the Earth's crossover for the CW, where he met Grant Gustin's Flash. Now, a lot of you are saying, Grant Gustin, Grant Gustin can play the Flash in the movies. No, he can't. And the only reason why he can't is because he's done. I I guarantee you, this is what I can guarantee you. I guarantee you Ezra, Ezra Miller's ready. No, not Ezra Miller. I can guarantee you that Grant Gustin is ready to move on from the Flash. This last season was very hit and miss. You know, it didn't really get good until the end of the season. The last couple of episodes of the season is when the Flash, when this season of the Flash got really, 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 really good. Before that, we didn't know what was going on. We had no idea what was going on. So, to hear that season nine of the Flash is going to be its final season, it's going to be shortened to like I believe like eighteen, not even eighteen episodes. I believe probably thirteen episodes. It's going to be shortened to thirteen episodes. You know. <laughs> I don't feel bad. You know, it's about time. I was saying it this season. I think that's, I think the Flash is done. I think it's time for this season. I think it's time for the series to be over. It's done now. I know a lot of people still want it to continue, but no. I'm one of those people. It's time for the Flash series to end. It's time to be done. You know, I think they've done all they could. They've exact. They exhausted their his rogues gallery very early on in the early seasons. I mean, think about it. I mean, we lost Captain Cold to Legends of Tomorrow. You know, you know, we did have Mirror Master last season. I mean, season seven, not season eight. Um, Heat Wave was part of the Legends of Tomorrow. He's gone. You know, when was the last time you seen Captain Boomerang? You know, like it literally was all we focused on for like the remainder of the season were just other speedsters. You know. How many times did we deal with Eobar Thawne in Reverse Flash? You know, Zoom. We had um, Zoom for Season 2, who was a great villain. I thought, I, if, if I had to pick one of the best villains out of all the seasons, aside from Eobar Thawne, it has to be Zoom. I thought Zoom was a real issue for the Flash in Season 2. Um, we had Savitar for Season 3, which ended up being, you know, a future version of Barry Allen, which I thought was an interesting twist. I thought that was an interesting twist for them to do. But after that, there wasn't much else that we can do. There wasn't really else. They exhausted his rogues gallery, so there was really not much else. So they had to they had to create new um, villains for him to fight. You know, that was it. There was not much else that they could do at that point. So, yeah, I, I honestly feel like it's time for The Flash to be finished with. You know, and once The Flash is over, that is pretty much... It, aside from Stargirl and Superman and Lois, that'll be it for, like, the original CW Arrowverse shows. That'll be it. You know, like I said before, Superman and Lois doesn't exist in the Arrowverse, and neither does Stargirl. So, honestly, at this point, it would make sense for them to move Superman and Lois and Stargirl to just HBO Max, or whatever the hell they're going to call it in, a, in, a, in the next couple of in the next year or so. So, it's it's inter it's an interesting thing to look at. It's very interesting. Now, as far as the 10-year plan is concerned, as far as the DC 10-year plan, one thing I'll say is this. I think it's definitely all 
it's, first of all, it's definitely predicated on what happens with the Flash. I'll say that. Yes, Black Adam plays a part in it. Shazam Fury of the Gods plays a part in fact, I mean, all of them play a part in it. Shazam Fury of the Gods, Black Adam, um, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, and of course, the Flash movie. Those four movies play a big part of where the trajectory of the DC Cinematic Universe is going to go. It definitely plays a big part in it. But, again, I have to believe that the Flash movie is going to be the key. That's that's going to be the doorway, so to speak. Hey, Enigma's girl, thank you for coming through. Thank you for passing through. But, as I was saying, the Flash movie, that's going to be that little gateway. That's going to be that opener for them to kind of fully reset the DC Cinematic Universe. I I feel like I, I also feel like we probably won't really get too much big news. I hope we do, but I feel like we probably won't get too much big no, big news during DC fandom. We might, but I, I'm not counting on it. I'm I'm not gonna throw all my chips into that pot. I don't feel like we're gonna get too much big news during um, DC fandom. I'd be surprised if we do, but I'm not gonna hold my breath. Um, because there's a lot of in-house work that needs to be done. And considering what David Zaslav has planned for both the Warner Brothers side of things and the Discovery side of things, it's going to be interesting. I saw, let me see if I can find it. I saw a couple of um, posts of, I guess, how David Zaslav envisions the um, Warner Brothers Discovery merger going forward to be. Let me see if I can um, pick that up. Um, uh, Daryl, thank you for tuning in. You can definitely catch the rest of my stream at any point you'd like. So definitely thanks for tuning in. Of course, let's see. Let me see if I can just pull this up here. So you guys can have an idea. Is this where it is? Is this it? Fails, just go to images.
So, this is the image that's been um, circulating around over the past couple of days or so. So, as you can see, you know, this is pretty much the streaming. This is the streaming strategy for HBO Max, or just a streaming strategy for Warner Warner Brothers Discovery or Warner Media Discovery, as they're going to be calling it. Um, so, pretty much, it says unique and complementary as far. as from according to what David Zaslav is thinks, you know, HBO, HBO Max will be skewed towards more more toward men. So I have a male skill, it'll be more script so more scripted shows and more scripted material will be on HBO Max. They will be leaning in, uh, appointment viewing, and uh, they're gonna be home for fandoms. While Discovery Plus will be skewed more to female viewers, more unscripted programming. Uh, they're going to be leaning back, whatever the hell that means. It's going to be more comfort viewing and home for um, um, genre domes. So, that's one of the things, you know, that's been making the rounds lately as far as, like, people's, um, well, as far as David Zaslav's, um, uh, view of how, you know, he wants HBO Max and Warner Bros. Discovery to go. And, and this is also another picture has been making the rounds also as well on the internet um, just um, as a follow-up to the um, uh, investors meeting and such so so far So far, the brands under this umbrella would be HBO, of course, Discovery, CNN, HGTV, Cartoon Network, DC, of course, and Looney Tunes. Franchises they'll be mostly focusing on will be, of course, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Shark Week, Game of Thrones, 90 Day Fiancé Universe, which is, I, I have no idea how 90 Day Fiancé has a universe, and of course, The Wizarding World and Harry Potter. Iconic series and characters include Friends, Fixer Upper, The Big Bang Theory, Property Brothers, um, The Guy Fieri Show, and Sex in the City. And international was, of course, TVN, Eurosport, Discovery, I don't know what the hell that is, D Max, Nova, and yeah, so, okay, you, you, you get the idea. 
but that's where they're going. That's where DC, I mean, that's where Warner Brothers and Discovery are going into the future. Now, it is only August, which technically means we have four months of the year left. We have four more months left in the year. DC fandom usually doesn't happen until, like, October. If I'm not mistaken, it's usually early October that DC fandom usually takes place. So, um, much like you, I'm not, I'm, I am intrigued by what the DC 10-year plan is. I am extremely intrigued by how they plan to go forward with this. A couple of things that I will probably suggest going forward for the DC Cinematic Universe to really be successful. First and foremost, get Henry Cavill back. Get him back. Just on principle, get Henry Cavill back. And I know I'm not the only one saying this. Get Henry Cavill back. I know most people feel like he would. That's it. You know, they're not, they're, they're, they're probably like Henry Cavill's done. But if there is a way to get Henry Cavill back into the Red Cape, get Henry Cavill back. He deserves a Superman sequel. He deserves a Man of Steel 2, or, or as I like to say, a Man of Tomorrow. He, deserve, he deserves his trilogy. Henry Cavill deserves his trilogy, of course. Uh, two, get filmmakers who are excited about the material. James Gunn clearly loves the stuff. The, the, James Gunn loves the works that he does anywhere. I mean, he enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy, he, he enjoyed making, and he enjoyed making the Suicide Squad. Keep that same energy. If you're going to really, I mean, and it's pretty much clear that you are not going to be working with Zack Snyder anymore. I understand that. At least get someone who kind of understands his vision or kind of isn't on the same lines with him. Which means lead to my next point. You obviously need a Kevin Feige. You need a Kevin Feige figure to spearhead all of these projects. Now, at one point... It was just Warner Brothers. Then at one point, Jeff Johns, who works for DC Comics, was supposed to be the head of DC Films. At another point, it was supposed to be Walter Hamada, who never even, from what I heard, never even actually, never even got to actually do the job of being head of DC Films. Then of course, it was just run by all the executives that have no fucking idea what they're doing. You need to get a Kevin Feige-like person to be in charge. That should be that actually should be priority. That should be priority number one. Aside from getting Henry Cavill back, you need to find your head of DC Films. You need to find your head of DC Films. Two. So that's so then that's one. Find your head of DC Films. Two. Get Henry Cavill back. Three. Don't follow the same formula as the MCU. I know a lot of people have been saying that, and a lot of people have been saying it. King Arnold going back and back and forth, but honestly. You don't need to do that. A lot of the DC characters are already established between from other live-action iterations, animated features, and the like. You don't really need. We don't really need origin stories for all of them. You could just go ahead and spare it. That doesn't mean you have to jump. You have to jump into a Justice League right away, or rather, a Justice League two right away. You don't even have to do that. Just let us establish some of these other characters. That means let us get either a Green Lantern movie or a Green Lantern series. Like, great, like revisit that Green Lantern series that you were talking about having on HBO Max. Revisit that. Um, shit. I would even say if you if you really want to take it a step further, 
Bring back Swamp Thing. That was a great series. The first season of Swamp Thing was awesome. I know it cost a fuck ton of money to make, but bring that series back. It was a great series. Um, you can hang on to Titans. You can hang on to Doom Patrol. You can keep those things going. Move Superman and Lois and Stargirl to HBO Max or whatever streaming platform you're going to be creating in the near future. Move it to that. Don't don't keep it on the CW every, anymore. Just move it to that. You can still keep releasing it on a weekly basis, but just move it to just move it to a mainstreaming service. Get it off of network TV. Get it off of there. Um, if you're going to center around the big three plus Aquaman, then really center it around the big three and Aquaman. You know, I'm going to even say it. If you can get Ben Affleck back as Batman, get him back as Batman. You know, give him a chance to make his own Batman movie that he wanted to make. Give him a chance to do that. You know, Battinson can exist in his own universe. That's fine. I enjoyed the Batman movie. I don't own it, but I enjoyed it. Well, let that exist in his own universe. Get Ben Affleck back as the DCEU Batman if you really want to. If you really want to do that, get him back. You know, so. Um, I would definitely suggest if you're if it's not if you if it's not being done so now, I would highly suggest pivoting the Flash movie to being. A reboot of the reboot of the entire DC Cinematic Universe. Use that as your starting off point to reboot the entire DC Cinematic Universe franchise. If you really want to re reboot the whole entire thing, use that as your stepping as your stepping point to do so. I would even go as far as just change the title of the movie instead of just calling it The Flash. You know, one person on the Campia podcast said you could call it Batman Flashpoint. You know, you, you could you could probably call it that. You know, I'd even say you could have just called it Flashpoint. Honestly speaking, you probably could have just called the movie the Flash, like Flashpoint. Or if you just want to keep the Flash name in it, you just call it the Flash Flashpoint. You know, but you know, I would definitely look at changing the title of the Flash movie. I would definitely look at it because this isn't so much a movie. I mean, while it's a movie centered around the Flash, it's not just his movie. You know, the fact that you have. Michael Keaton's Batman in it. Ben Affleck's Batman in it. You know, Sasha Kaye's Supergirl in it. You know, he's obviously dealing with traveling across the multiverse. So, why not just go ahead and call it the Flashpoint movie? Batman Flashpoint, the Flash Flashpoint, or just Flashpoint? I, I would definitely suggest changing the name of that. And while you're at that subject, get a new Flash. Just go right ahead and get a new Flash, because thanks to the CW... The Flash has become an extremely popular character among the people. If he wasn't already, already. So, people's thoughts on Ezra Miller notwithstanding, people are going to be clamoring to see more Flash within the movie, especially after the Z Snyder cut of Justice League, where the Zack Snyder made the Flash and Cyborg pivotal roles in that movie, pivotal characters in that movie. People are going to want to see more Flash. They'll definitely want to see him recast it, but they're going to want to see more Flash. So definitely work on getting a new Flash, you know, lined up. Might I suggest Dylan O'Brien? Again, I'm just going to throw it out there. Just get Dylan O'Brien to be the new Flash. Whether he's Barry Allen or maybe do the Justice League route. On, on this, do the Justice League series route. Bring in Wally West as the Flash. You can bring him in. That wouldn't be such a bad idea. Um... 
um, what, what, what else would I suggest as far as, like, you know, making sure that DC Cinematic Universe is tight and on point? Don't be in such a rush to drop these movies. Do not be in such a rush. We've created all these years for all these Marvel movies. What's not to say we wouldn't wait the same time for these um, DC movies? Do not rush this process, is what I'm saying. Do not rush this process. Take your time. You're talking about super established characters here. With a lot of lore and storylines that you can pick from. Definitely don't feel the need to rush and try to compete with Marvel. Which is the biggest thing. Do not compete with Marvel. I understand that competition is a healthy thing, but do not compete with them. They are already in Phase 4 right now. And they already have Phase 5 and 6 mapped out. You are behind the curveball. You are extremely behind the curveball. So... The best you can do is just keep at your own pace. You know, you can take some hints from them, but do not be in a rush to try to beat Marvel. They are way ahead of you in the game. You cannot catch up to them. Okay? So that's the best thing I can say for right now. So, um, I'm trying to look up the DC slate that I put together for these from for the um, DC Cinematic Universe, it, it was it was a really a restructuring of the DC Cinematic Universe. That's pretty much what I handled as. So, again, it'll be it'll be up here if you ever want to just check those out. If you want to check out my restructuring of the DC. Um, cinematic universe, you can check it, definitely go from there and check it out, and it's pretty much laid out there in front of you. But, ladies and gentlemen, I think that'll do it for me tonight. Um, yeah, like many of you, I'm kind of in a limbo state, kind of sort of with the DC Cinematic Universe. Again, we don't really know what's getting ready to happen. We do know what's coming out, but we don't know what's coming out after these movies are finished premiering. So, who knows what's going to happen with the DC Cinematic Universe? Who knows what David Zaslav has planned um, for Warner Brothers and Discovery? All we can do is wait and see and essentially hope. But please, please work on getting getting Henry Cavill back. Please work on getting Henry Cavill back to Superman. In any case, that'll do it for me tonight, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. As always, be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you're watching me on YouTube. As well, if you're watching me on Facebook Watch, like, share, and follow. Um, there are many ways you can support um, the inventors, the endeavors. I do have merch, so feel free to buy some of the t-shirts that I have produced. Um, link trees in the description box all over the place. If you're listening to so your podcast streaming services, I am available on 10 podcast streaming services as we speak. So definitely feel free to give me a listen and share. This will be up. Hopefully tomorrow the audio for this will be up on your podcast streaming services. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for some more Dreadlock Blur Tie interviews. I got a couple more lined up and I got to schedule a couple more out this week to get some more of that content in. And I'm going to be trying something new very soon. I'm going to be trying something new, um, which is something I kind of do on YouTube already. But I'm going to be doing a little bit more in-depth pitches of certain things, so in the near future, be on a lookout for 
my concept for uh for what Batman v Superman should have really been. Be on the lookout for a, a video on that sometime in the near future. Before August is over, I'm going to say before August is over, be on the lookout for that. So, that'll do it for me, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the show, and I hope you guys please share this content, and I hope you guys enjoyed what you, what you heard and what you saw. That'll do it for me. Let me know what your thoughts are on the DC's 10-year plan so we can keep that discussion going. I do have a Discord. My Discord should be in the description box below, so if you want to keep the conversation going in my Discord, you can definitely do that there as well. Okay? I'm out. Peace.